Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. everybody welcome to your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast culture vulture kia ora Liv. kia ora lucy <laughs> i am out of it today <laughs> yeah Liv and i were just saying we were just doing our cheeky little mic test and producer to the stars tia butler said how loud do you do you ladies think you're gonna go today and honestly, we were both like, we're feeling pretty quiet. We're feeling quite quiet. We're feeling quite croaky. I don't know yeah. why I'm croaky. Well, just big weekend just vibes. Just big weekend. Did a bit of karaoke, to be yeah. honest. Could be that. Very croaky. Very <laughs> croaky. would be very croaky today. Um, but yes, I feel like when you're podcasting and you're not feeling like in yourself, yes. it can be quite vulnerable because it's like, fuck. Like, yeah suddenly the mic's on and you're not. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. And usually you, usually you can match the mm. mic coming on, you turn on yeah. and come to the play. You kind of jolt into yeah. into this realm and hopefully this will happen to me throughout. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, Liv, what describes your week this week? What describes my week, and this is probably why I'm feeling out of it and just quite tired, is too many after-school activities. Just yeah, after-school preach. activity after after-school activity. Honestly, I feel like I'm back in like year 13 of high school when I was like playing two sports and doing yeah. fucking choir and all of this shit. It's like... So Liv and I have found that over the past two weeks, I would say it's really ramped up. Every single Mm. night has either been Dungeons and Dragons, band practice, event, or like a friend thing. Yeah, there's been just like the social calendar has been running. Yes. The work calendar has been running times fucking ten. And yeah, band practice. I mean, the big day is coming up. I mean, up. band practice has really become a Lucy's, huge part of our life. Lucy's about to fly to Texas. Oh my Honestly. God. Then we're going on a road trip. Yeah, then we're going on a fucking road trip. And then it's going to be Christmas. Yeah. So after school activities have just been packed to the brim. Which has been great and fun and all of the above. But when you're doing something every day, it just really takes its toll. And then people come for the weekend. Yeah. You're hosting. God. Which was amazing, by Which, the way. I mean, but. all of this, we shouldn't have to caveat it, but we should, yeah. is a privilege. Like, privilege. we're doing so much fun and cool shit. But it honestly... And when you're writing a morning newsletter as well, I feel like there's a bit of underlying stress that you're just not going to get it done. So lately I've been waking up like anywhere from this morning, it was like 3.45 because I was just like, I didn't even want to be up. Oh my God, I'm about to cry. Oh my God. I didn't even want to be up. And I was just stressed. You were just fucking up and your brain's like, 
go, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Nah, and you, then need, I do, you need a fucking break. I know. I know you wrote about it in the newsletter, but we need to tell everyone on Culture Vulture, Mike, Lucy <laughs> needs a break. Oh, look, we got the most gorgeous Culture Vulture response to today's newsletter. Culture Vulture response today. From a yeah. Culture Vulture listener that was uh-huh. like, I hear you and Liv talking all the time about like your mental health and Liv always says you put so much into social interactions and that were just like, Liv feels like such a good friend to you. I really feel like you need to have a break because you're giving us too much. And I was just like, these people know us Honestly, so well. that literally is parallel to the conversations that we're having off mic. We went, we did something really cool yeah. um, <laughs> a few days ago and then afterwards we kind of went and had a drink to celebrate and then Ruby just turns to Lucy and is like, You've got to stop. I know. You've just got to stop. Like, I'm saying this as a friend, not a manager. She was like, I don't care about the business. Yeah. You need to stop because you're seeming a little deflated and I know what that yeah. leads to. And lo and behold, it leads to a huge fucking cold sore. It leads to, like, not being able to get up and function. Mm. And just, like, a bit of anxiety. Like, coming into the office today, you know, things like that that just... Don't usually make you feel nervous. Fuck yeah. And then suddenly your brain's just like, get me out. Yes. Get me away. Get me into nature or yes. get me into bed. <laughs> One of the two. So what describes my week kind of very similar to Liv, but it's actually um, a quote from one of my favourite movies ever. The movie is, this is niche, pop star, never stop, never stopping. <laughs> Which I've still never seen, oh even God. though you talk about it all the time because it's the most stupid <laughs> title I've ever heard. Have you seen this movie? Oh my <laughs> god. So I am like the biggest Lonely Island, biggest Andy Samberg fan. Like you know me, everyone. It it checks out that that is who I'm really into. And so he's in this amazing movie, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Also go watch Hot Rod. I don't know why these movies don't become huge hits, but who cares? I love them. Anyway, one of the lines is the higher you get, the harder you fall. Ask any coconut. And I'm just like, I remember when I first heard it, I wrote it in my notes app. And today, when I was trying to figure out what to describe my week, I was like, so Liv and I did the biggest thing in our careers, probably, and maybe we won't even surpass it. Just the coolest thing for us on Friday. And we'd just gone to watch, like, the Billie Eilish concert. Like, we had been doing some amazing shit. And then the weekend, if you looked at me in the weekend, I I looked like shit. I felt like shit. Like, you would have no idea that I was living this, like, amazing life of doing these really cool things. You did not look like shit. You had that pink coat on. You were looking fine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I was obliged to say that. But honestly, um, so it was like, the higher you go, the harder you fall. And so... Yeah, then I knew this was coming because mm. me and Ruby had a meeting on Friday and I started talking about, um, oh my God, it's going to happen again, this little boy that I went on a school trip once with my little brother's class and he was like, no one would play with him in the <laughs> sandpit. And I was trying to tell the story and I just got so upset about it like I am right now. <laughs> and I just was like... I know I'm about to head for a breakdown. Yeah, because, like, when, like, the kind of small things yeah. just start really <laughs> getting, getting at you. <laughs> and then, like, does, does this have a sadder ending? Except no, no it's just oh. like, no one, it was just like this boy was, was I knew he was going to grow up to be so cool, and I was just watching him in the sand pit, and, like, no one would interact with him. <laughs> and it just, like, made me so sad. And I was just thinking about it, like, what the fuck? Why am I one? 
Why am I telling this story? And I just wouldn't be able to watch them get bullied. Oh, oh, There's one kid I raised once. And, no and then, oh my God, in the weekend, I was just on TikTok mm-hmm. and there was this woman and she'd just left her job and someone had left a comment being like, you know, like they probably find you replaceable because you're really ugly. And then she got on. She was like, I've been called ugly my whole life. Like I'm used to this. And I was just like, what the why are people being fuck? so mean? And I was just feeling so sensitive. I just laid in my bed and cried that this woman had been called ugly online. <laughs> and it all comes down. I'm going through a really hard time of year for me, everyone. I lost my little brother a few years ago and it was really fucked up. And so when I get to this time of year, I have lots of underlying things. Totally. And, and it just is all It's coincided it's with a really hitting. busy Oh, God, yeah, it's all so fucking overwhelming, (laughs) and I just don't know how to help you. No one can help, and I have lots of things that I need to do for work, and usually that helps, And but then I think, like, I'm going to Texas on Thursday. I know, and there's just been so many highs that actually can be just too overwhelming. Oh, my God, just so, like... Just so much shit happening right now, and it's like your brain is literally begging for you to just, like, take a full week off. Just, like... And then you feel like you just should. Yeah, but... Anyway. You can. (laughs) But you can. We've given you permission. So I I sort of am. Mm. Anyway... I had briefed both Liv and I that I might cry at the beginning of this pod, but I don't think I'll be crying anymore because we're talking about something very low stakes today. We're talking about fucking nepotism babies. We are. We just thought we'd kind of like pull this topic out of obscurity. (laughs) Now, it has been, it has kind of been trending, especially with (laughs) Maud Apatow. I think that is what's brought this whole conversation back into the public kind of consciousness is that she was in euphoria and then people were kind of like, didn't realise that she was a nepotism baby. She's the um, daughter of Judd Apatow, who's yes. like this big Now, Apatow or Apatow? Oh, I don't know. Koto, Koto. Don't know or don't now? No. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, she's like one of the nepotism babies that we love to love. I feel like yes. there's also a lot that we love to hate. Yeah. Yeah. So... Hold tight for that. So chat. hold tight because first <laughs> because I have a naughty or nice to do. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get fifteen percent off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. And this is an interesting one. So this is actually brought on by um, someone that responded to a segment I wrote in the morning newsletter. It's about AI-generated art. God, now I'm going to cry. No, which Liv and I have talked about at length. And I feel like we had a very natural gut reaction when Mm. we talked about it, and it is still my, particularly for practical matters, still my gut reaction. But I am really, like, trying always to 
change my opinion or learn mm. more. Like, you know, when you're, you're offered more information, Fuck like, yeah. actually take it on and listen. And this um, person wrote in response to a story that I wrote about, about how a digital artist won a contest in a state fair for emerging digital artists um, for something he created on Mid Journey, which is like Dali 2. It's an AI generation thing. Um, and so he put in a prompt, or he worked on it for quite a while, um, and created what was actually quite a gorgeous piece of art. And he said that it was made with Mid Journey, and it was entered in the digital art sort of contest, and it was just a state fair, so kind of low stakes. Mm. But the New York Times ran a piece about it, and... God, imagine that. Imagine, like, suddenly getting picked up at the state fair by the New York Times. And he was like, I told them that it was made on Mid Journey, like, blah, blah. Anyway. Totally. And some artists were really pissed off about this, and some artists were like, no, the same thing happened with the birth of photography, mm-hmm. like no one saw it as an art, and then it came and it actually spawned a whole new like a whole new realm of art. It Absolutely. was meant to be just a sort of practical thing. And so and some people were saying, well, it's the same as using like Photoshop. And again, it's not particular well, I'm not an artist, but to me, there are differences. Um, Liv is an artist, which is why I love bringing stuff like this to you. But uh, the response that I got, I just want to read out because it touched on points that I hadn't really, either I hadn't thought about or I hadn't, I was so, like, proud, or not proud, but I was so, like, on our original I hate this thing mm. um, vibe that I probably didn't give much time to. So this person um, who wrote it is an architect and a writer and I think a playwright as well. So they said, the AI-generated art thing and the resistance to it is super interesting to me. It has so many parallels to the reaction of painters in the 19th century when the camera entered the mainstream. If anything, photography massively sped up innovation in other art forms as hyper-realistic paintings lost their dominance. This led to the rise in abstract art, cubism, Dadaism, etc., and yet hyperrealism still definitely exists. Sort of saying you can have multiple different types and one can help spawn others. And we also have this other incredible, unbelievably, unbelievably dominant medium of photography that has completely changed the shape of culture, art, news, memory globally. No art form is a neutral tool, and all art forms have their limitations and particular methods unique to their medium. Dali, etc., these AI ones, require input, and that input is unique to the person supplying it. This tool is useless without the artist. I don't know that I could get the output that this artist got, and that's what's interesting about it. He also had to use his creative eye to judge which output is good art, and that's a massive skill. It's the same argument that's always made about modern art. But I could have done that. Anyone could do that. Yeah, but you didn't, and you probably couldn't, this person is saying. Like, you train your eye. You yeah. need to be able to take I think you know? when people say, yeah, like, anyone could do that, like, when it comes to abstract art, it's just, like, that just shows that you really don't understand yes. abstract art. Yes, and, like, you haven't concepted it, and you yeah. haven't, like, yeah, exactly. There is also a particular irony in digital artists' reactions to this. Their tools, Photoshop, Illustrator, etc., were similarly resisted in the art world as they developed. The camera, Photoshop, 3D digital modelling, etc., has not destroyed the art world. Side note, capitalism kind of has, though, and I don't <laughs> believe AI will either. 
As a creative, these AI art generators to me are just another tool and quite an exciting one. I am lucky perhaps that my particular craft is not so threatened by this, even though I have seen some super cool architecture concepts and renders coming out of Dali. I, for one, am looking forward to what kind of innovation and new styles, aesthetics, productions come out of this, and I'm excited to see how I can use it to support my particular craft. So I thought this was really interesting because... Obviously, you and I, mm. and I think this is still really true. Our practical concerns about um, putting some people out of a job, yeah, I think remain. The, yeah, definitely. I like the more I've sat with Dali too, and the more I've thought about it, and like that is so true. And I've you know read up all about photography taking in mm. hyper realistic art forms and things like that, and it's so true. But it's like. You also do have to give some grace to the people, like the it's the digital illustrators that it's just, it is scary in terms of work, like yeah, that I think that is definitely really scary, and also just the idea that something can do what you've spent like like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours crafting with a push of a button is just like kind of upsetting. But I do totally agree mm. with the fact that it is a new tool and it will be used by artists and they'll have to know what they're doing to actually get something good yeah. out of it. I think like what they say about the fact that their direct art form isn't threatened yes. is like you have to remember that. Not all artists yes. are the same. And yes, some people will fucking love this because their direct art form isn't threatened. Um, and it will aid in their yeah, work. in their work. For but the then part it's that like, maybe they can't do right Yeah, now. but then it's like, because you're not the person that these jobs are going to get totally taken over by. Yeah. Um, or potentially. I mean, yeah, I think the more I've sat with it, the more I've been like, yeah, this is so true. Like, And the art is only, what stuck with me is like, the art is really only as good as the person using it for these daily things. Most of them, look, terrible yeah this one was actually kind of the first good one i've ever seen because it takes years and years to train your artistic eye like whether you have a natural kind of inclination towards it or not but yeah i i find it i like it still makes me feel prickly but i do totally understand it i guess even with like photoshop and illustrator you know, you can do certain things on Photoshop and Illustrator, but it's always going to be better if you do that by hand. So that's always going to, like, come out. I guess there's so many different art forms for what even is art. Like, Yeah, and then, like, to you, something that's better by hand, someone else is better, is digital. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. It just, like, totally depends on mm-hmm. what you want. And, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can paint on Procreate or, like, Illustrator or whatever, but people are still doing proper paintings yeah. and, like, there's space for both. So, yeah, I think I have much less of an emotional reaction to Dali 2 now that we've properly thought about it. Um, also interesting to think, this is my very last point, which I've already made, interesting to think that, like, yeah, it might not destroy the art world as we kind of, we didn't insinuate, but that's how it sort of felt when this first yeah. started coming out. It may broaden it, but then still I think Dali or AI stuff will be like a more lowbrow, like you can see it and, and it will be like, mm, that was made on Dali or that yeah. was AI, you know, like I, in my heart of hearts, I'm always probably going to always look at it with a little bit of cringe. Yeah, and I think that 
the main thing is like the value of creatives and like how it can just feel like like you're replaceable yeah and because a lot of people that don't understand art and there's a lot of people out there that don't understand art fair enough like yeah if it's not your thing it's not your thing but it's like especially in the commercial world like it's really sad when good art isn't valued yeah. By people that don't understand it. Yes. And then if that is taken over by AI because they don't understand the value of real Like you shouldn't be just art. put into this box of people that understand good yeah, art. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then it sort of like diversifies the world between those that do get it and those that don't get it. And like if it's not quick and easy and simple and low cost, like will then art become this niche thing mm. that it actually makes life so much better. I don't know. It's yeah. just... So practical concerns remain for the workforce. Yeah. And Liv and I's brains have been widened far more for yeah, this reader for having sure. sent this And I in. do not think I articulated my... Um, I think you did. I almost well, feel like I didn't articulate... I was just reading something out <laughs> and I'm like, am I even saying this No, right? no. Okay. We're, we're both great. Anyway, that's, so that's we're it. both great. And now um, we're going to talk about people that don't really have to be great because they are born into families of <laughs> other greats. Nepotism babies. Nepotism babies. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 